Today is Friday, October 16th, and you are listening to the Tech on Tap podcast final day recap of Insight 2015. My name is Pete Fletcher, and joining me as always is my partner in crime, Glenn Sizemore. Glenn, what's up, buddy? Man, oh man, this thing is finally done, dude. I know, I know. Andrew Sullivan is not here to join us. He's, he's actually having other conversations with customers, as always. And guess what he's talking about? Docker. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure, right? Yeah, yeah. But great day, great week. I am completely exhausted, but we did have some excellent conversations this week with some of our customers and partners, and we definitely wanted to share those with you. The first of which, we had a conversation, an interview with uh, our, our very own cloud czar, Mr. Val Berkovici, our CIO, Cynthia Stoddard, and then the VP of T- IT for the, the Denver Broncos, Russ Trainer. That was a packed panel, Glenn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And a, and a little intimidating for me, but but hopefully enjoyable for the listeners. I know. it was it, the, My favorite part of that interview was hilarious. We, we did the introductions, and then Glenn looks over and goes, what are we doing up here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was just kind of a moment of like, I feel like fish out of water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it did turn into a great conversation. I mean, they're doing some really cool things. They are, they've been NetApp customers for a while, the Denver Broncos. Uh, and they're, they're just like every other customer conversation. They showed us yet another example of how they're taking our functionality, our innovation, and just making their their end products for their customers, which is their, their players, just that much more efficient. And so I know you guys are going to enjoy this one, and, um, and you'll get to hear a little bit about the, the app that's being supported by FlexPod that they provide to their, to their players, and uh, just a really, really cool story. So check this one out. All right. Well, joining us today is a very special panel, Glenn. We've got CIO of NetApp, Cynthia Stoddard. Oh, yeah. We've got the Denver Broncos <laughs> VP of IT, Russ Trainer. Yes, sir. And one of our very good friends, veteran of the podcast, Val Bercovici. Twice Pete. in one week. Guys, thanks so much for coming. Oh, yeah. Pete, what are we doing up here? I have no idea. <laughs> okay, we'll just fake it. Yeah. Just go. <laughs> we're super excited. This is We're wrapping up a great week of uh, conversations with both customers, partners, and employees. And uh, I just wanted to get the opportunity, Cynthia, to ask you, you know, what have been some of your takeaways this week from this? Uh, is, is there any conversation or any sort of uh, theme that you see resonating that you, can, you could share with us? Yeah, I, the week has been absolutely fantastic for me. Really, really fantastic. And you know, I always have been a believer in our technology, but I, this week has been great because people are so buzzing about the data fabric oh, yeah. and what our direction is. It's great. It's great to see. And I've had the opportunity to meet with many customers, you know, Broncos included, but many customers. And their use cases of how they're using our technologies in different industries are totally amazing. I mean, each one is different and they're enabling different things. You know, one is enabling them to really be fast and agile and, you know, operate in a commerce world. You know, another one is using us for everything, mission critical applications. They don't use any other, any other, and that's enabling them to uh, actually do analytics that they've never been able to do before. Right, but it's all based around data fabric, and for me, you know, we've implemented data fabric, so it's a validation of our own architecture going forward, saying that I'm not doing something really wacky by, uh, yeah. you know, by implementing a hybrid environment with the data fabric linking it together. So really, really powerful and powerful stories from all the customers. 
Yeah, I completely agree. That's sort of what, I, that's my takeaway, Glenn, this week too, has been really the, the, the data fabric. And this is not like it's some new product that we're re releasing called the data fabric, right? This is literally the combination of all the goodness of NetApp and, yeah, and just really combining all of that into just a really holistic solution. Yeah, it's literally every product at NetApp. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a design methodology, not, right. not a point solution. Yeah. Um, which is why I, I'm so impressed. Like one year later and, and you know, Russ, keep us honest here. What do you think? You know, you got, you, you, we're, we're a year into this vision. Yeah. I think we've, we've shown pretty substantial progress along this path. You know, how does it look for you looking in? Yeah, so, so it's interesting because remember two or three years ago, everything was going to the cloud. Everything yeah. was going there. And then it didn't go there. Not everything <laughs> went there, right? Yeah. Exactly. Now, now it's about the hybrid cloud and, and NetApp has done a good job and, and I saw the UltaVault product and, and it's a nice enabler, um, an easy way to, to bite into the cloud a little bit, right? And um, and so we're going to look at that, but also it, it's nice, the, the keynote sessions and, and kind of seeing where NetApp's driving their technology um, and kind of the industry trends, if you will, and trend setting, um, the, the private cloud, right? The, the those kind of things, and they're making it attainable. They're making it easier for us to kind of go into that world. Um, so from my perspective, I see it coming. NetApp's doing a good job road mapping that out for us, um, and then working with the other with the other vendors as well. Some of the you know whether it's VMware or Cisco or, or what have you on the back end. Um, but I, it, it's nice to see that roadmap from my perspective as a customer, knowing where we're going to be in a couple years, um, and maybe even sooner. So. Yeah, and I think you made some really, really good points because one of the things that I would hate as a CIO is to be locked into one way of doing things. Sure and is. what we have done and what I see is we have choices. So I can make a lot of choices but yet have a standardized architecture. And that is really important and it should be important to every CIO. Oh, I completely agree. And, and AltaVault is yet another perfect example of having that open, that strategy, I mean, you cloud provider of choice, you know, and you're using that with AltaVault. I mean, yeah, supports awesome. any type of encryption. It's just a really wide open product. And uh, I got an opportunity to actually present with the, the young lady that gave you that demonstration, Rachel Dines. Ah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah oh, she's awesome. She's amazing. Yeah. The, the, the product is amazing, and she's super passionate about it. So definitely one of the highlights of my week. And How about you, Val? Well, speaking of choice, you know, just riffing off of what Cynthia just said right now, I'm just contrasting this show with VMworld just a few weeks ago up in San Francisco. I watched the keynotes, really liked the keynotes, so, you know, I liked the slickness of the presentations, the functionality introduced. There's a tagline that Pat Gelsinger used that I've stolen liberally, which is, innovate like a startup and deploy like an enterprise. I've love it. stolen yeah. it from you. Yeah, and we've, we've quoted it several times And on the, the show. data fabric, if nothing else, that is the tagline for the data fabric. Right. But choice, right. I think, is what's really interesting to me. Because one of the cool things that VM, VMware showed at VMworld was the ability to do seamless migration from one cloud to another, which sounds on the surface a lot like data fabric, perhaps at a higher level at the host level instead of storage level, but it was basically in a completely homogenous VMware-only world. Right. And that left me, you know, as a partner of VMworld interested, but as a potential customer, really flat. Because that gives me almost no choice. I've got to pretty much orchestrate and manage almost my entire environment and budget for licensing Yes. Well, my entire environment, you know, yeah. in the VMware way. Right. Uh, and so the, the contrast between, you know, what they're offering and what we're offering at a high level is functionally similar, but the choice that we enable and the, the, I think the, the fact that we connect it with reality of 
there are two companies in Seattle that kind of matter when it comes to cloud. Yes. We can't exclude <laughs> that from any kind of cloud strategy. That's right. That, that's the big deal for yeah. me is it's, it's so real what we're enabling customers to do right now and it's so much more valuable and it really offers them that freedom that is a necessity for business today. You just wouldn't lock yourself in. That's no, just you not an option. No, you shouldn't. If you did, you shouldn't be a CIO. There you go. All right. Awesome. So when he said drag and drop, what instantly came into my mind was an amazing demo we showed you know, yesterday at the oh general God, session. Yeah. Actually tweeted, it was a, cool. it's a profound moment in cloud history for a company to- Isn't that cool? Yeah. That was so cool, it was so cool. It's amazing to <laughs> enable a customer of almost yeah. any size really, particularly with NPS, to literally drag and drop one proprietary hyperscale, valuable proprietary hyperscale environment to another completely different competing hyperscale environment. That's unprecedented stuff. The fact that we make it look that easy, but you'd expose all the work under the covers with one click as well. Right. That blew me away. And I saw the storyboards for this two years ago and we were designing this feature and seeing it live still blew me away. So yeah. Yeah, it was quite a compelling demo. It was. So Russ, you've been here all week. You're a NetApp yep. customer, obviously. Yep. Can you share a little bit about your experiences here at, at, uh, at Insight and say maybe some of the, uh, maybe one of your highlights of the week? Yeah, it's, it, it's been busy. Um, it's good, it took, and, I, and I try to get through classes just like everybody else. Um, but it's kind of neat. It's kind of neat for me because I get to catch up with some of the folks that, that I see. You know, it's, I don't, they're not in Denver, so I don't see them all the time. But some of my Denver folks are here, so catch up with them. And in Cynthia, I haven't met before, so this is, it's a That's good, just from a relationship perspective, right? And so NetApp is, they're one of our pillars of infrastructure, if we will. So it's nice to get to know the different folks behind the scenes at NetApp and, and, and really what they, for me, that's, I like that. Um, and not that I'm going to email her and send her a troubleshooting ticket, but it's nice to, <laughs> it's nice to meet do. her. Actually, some customers do. Yeah, this, Cynthia, can you help <laughs> me? If I visit to a home game, I think you might yeah, get a yeah, positive yeah, response to that. So. There you see, go. You remember me. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. But it's been, it's been great. Um, and I'm learning more and more, like I said earlier, the road mapping and seeing what's on the docket in the future, um, in the near future, maybe even longer term, is, is, a, is a good thing for me. Because I don't, I mean, I'm dialed into football, right? So, so get, me out of the, get me out of that world for a little bit and get me in the real world and, and, um, and, get, and give me some of that information so then I can take it back and, um, and then inform my guys and so we know, we know kind of what's coming. So it gives us a little bit of a head start, if you will. So I, I love that part about it. Russ, I gotta ask. You know, I'm, 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 we're standing here having this conversation, and I'm looking down at the table. I, I, this looks like is is what is this exactly? <laughs> and we've got a tablet here that that looks like it's got uh, your. You know, Russ, all of the information. So walk him through just a little bit so you can see on the screen what you're walking through. Because I mean, yeah, I can a, show a very you. quick demo is really yeah, you know, show him, show valuable, him, uh, visually show engaging. Show me stuff so, you showed me. It was we really can do cool. this on a podcast, right? We can switch yeah, seats. Of course. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the technology. Oh, yeah, they're not even looking, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so this is cool. So we, we, we were after <laughs> digitizing <looking>. playbooks, <laughs> right? right? Nobody forgetting. wants to carry around the big binders anymore. So and yeah. we, we just want to give them the efficiencies of, of, of newer technology, right? Digitizing this and, and giving them some time back, like I always say. But um, So this is the, the PlayerLink app. Broncos helped design it. There's three sections to this thing, right? There's notifications, so you can pull up, um, and these are just dummy dummy docs, if you will, but you can pull up different documents there. And in here, you can see there's some editing tools, and annotation tools, and highlight tools, so you can kind of scroll through it. Um, and these get updated dynamically on the back end when, say I, say I need to put out a new um, a lunch menu form, right? Okay. Even on, like I can actually send that, drag and drop that over to their folder on the player link server side, which lives on VMware, which lives on NetApp, and then, that will automatically get pushed out to, to, to their tablets 
Um, and same thing with the playbooks. And then on the video side, it's a, it's a it's a great tool. So it's Look right at in that. hand. Video. So they, yeah, video. So so and they can scrub. They, you know, they these guys are so right. They want to look at. Is the footwork right? Did, did the guy's hips turn correctly when he was guarding? You know, so right, it's they, so detailed. Yeah, it is, and so they get they get into it. So you can actually just kind of go back and forth and scrub through it and scrub um, through the actual video as the plays are going back and forth, like they do on the TV when they're doing instant isn't, replay. Isn't yep. that yeah. cool? Isn't That's that fantastic. Cool? No, it's it's great, and you have different That's views, really right? Cool. So you can actually just go through, and you can have different. You know, you just go through the plays kind of thing, um, but you can have different views, close up views, and. For, for our purposes, they're usually an end zone shot on each side, and then there's the side view. And so it gives them a nice um, a nice tool to work with. Um, and like Val mentioned earlier, we're trying to, you know, we, we try to get this for them on the way home of the game we just played so they can start breaking down film on the plane ride home. Wow. Um, so we can beat our next opponent, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, you can, so you can roll into town and, and take on my New England Patriots. That's yeah. right. It'll, yeah. it'll, it'll be a fair fight, though. You know, this is a great example, though, of, of uh, you know, a lot of people may not necessarily look at that and go, well, the NFL, that's a massive organization, huge franchise, you know, the, the most popular sport in America by far. Yep. Um, but I don't think that, that people are nearly aware uh, of just how technical that game has become. Like oh, yeah. you get little glimpses of it walking on the sidelines. It's but, like a but, science. But you know, instances like this, you know, milliseconds count there. You know, it just does. the tiniest little bit of difference. Getting that 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 yeah. tape to the player an hour earlier could be the difference. It really is that competitive. And and I just love how you guys have, have continued to innovate, continue to push forward like this. And I and honestly, I'm just honored that, that we get to be a part of it at all. Oh, shooting all the honor goes out to me. I mean, I, you know, from a NetApp's been great. The relationship's good. The technology's very good on the back end. So really, I'm, I'm more, and, and like we were talking about earlier, so I'm more dialed into what can we do on this thing to make it better? What can we do? So I'm not thinking about, right. is that server going to be up? And not? Is, yeah. that, is that thing going to be up? And, you know, I got to have that thing. I don't even, I don't. You don't, you don't have, have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about that. You free your mind to actually nice. make yourself better than focusing on trying to maintain. Correct, right? correct. Making the services better, making the offerings that we can help them um, attain better, you know, give them the right tools. Yeah. But, Russ, I do have to ask. You said that the the, the Denver Bronco playbook is on here? Can Not I well, it should can be. Can I see some of those plays? <laughs> yeah, there's I want to share those with my New York Times. Document. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a test It's okay. It's okay. Feel, feel free. Well, all the deflates and everything I'll just, else. I'll just, I'll just put this over here. I know. you got to hide it from, yeah, you got to hide it from yeah. Glenn because his, but, yeah. But you know what, though? Uh, Russ, you just mentioned something. And, and honestly, it's been a theme that we've had with everyone that we've talked to this week. And, and just to reiterate, right? Uh, no, you shouldn't care about whether or not the service is up because that's not what, the server being up is not providing any value. To the organization that you're supporting. What provides value to the organization is being able to shorten those delivery cycles, to give them access to data faster, more transparently, more uh, seamless ways to communicate amongst the organization. That is what 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 you should be focusing on, and what you clearly are focusing on. It's our job to worry about keeping the server on and making sure the infrastructure is going to be there for you and that you're not going to get locked in in the future when you've got to start to make those pivots as technology change. You know, it's, it's, I, I, I love the fact that, that, you know, we talk about this stuff at a high level, right. but this week talking to customers, both here in the Tech on Tap live stage as well as out on the show floor and at the party last night, 
our customers get it. Yep. And and I don't know if we just lucked out and we cherry picked the best of them, but the nope. vast majority of the industry doesn't. Yeah. yeah so so you are definitely at the bleeding edge of of this wave. It's, uh, that's wildly impressive. Yeah. As long as it's not too bloody, just a little bit of blood. Yeah. You know, not not too bloody, not violent IT. No. Exactly. Yeah. That's fair. Things are violent on the field. Not, that's uh, right. Not in IT. All right. Very good. Well, we've stolen too much of your time, Cynthia. I want to thank you for joining us. Val, as always, a pleasure. And Russ, I hope you enjoy the rest of your time. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Yeah, it's been great. That was awesome. Yeah, no, it totally was, man. You know, and and again, there's just this continuing theme throughout the week. You know, we we uh, one of my favorite parts about this week was the opportunity that we got inside the Tech on Tap live studio uh, stage there on the expo floor uh, to do these these high level interviews with. Uh, executives and reference customers and you know something that that you know George Curian touched on at the very beginning uh, when, when we kicked off the show and Roger Anderson even when he kicked off the show the very the very first words out of his mouth when when the first keynote opens up you know it, it's it's all about the customer and it's all about customer outcome yep. and then when we sit down and talk to these actual customers what we find is they're at the bleeding edge of the sword man and 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 they're they're adopting this methodology that, that we personally believe is, is the key to success, right? Focus on business value. Don't worry about technology. And, you know, Russ even said it. I don't care if a virtual server is up. That's not providing value to my organization. That's not what I'm here to do. That's table stakes. Yeah, even one of the A-team members said it. I think it was Jared. Uh, you were talking to him, and he said, um, you asked him, why are you an advocate for NetApp? And I loved his answer. He's like, I don't consider myself an advocate for NetApp. I'm an advocate for my customers. And the best thing for my customers is NetApp technology. So I just thought that was a really cool way of thinking about it. Yeah, the listeners are going to get that treat uh, in, a, in a future episode when we start to layer in. We got a ton of great A-team audio this week. Uh, we got an opportunity to sit down and get some one-on-one interviews uh, for our Meet the A-team uh, uh, segment. So look for that to start flowing in the stream uh, as of probably next week. Yep, yep. All right, so the second interview that we did, I missed this one. I was actually presenting, uh, but uh, Andrew and Glenn had the opportunity to interview Director of Exploration Applications at Apache, Bradley Lawrenson, and also VP of Product Solutions Marketing, Lee Caswell. How did that one go? Uh, It it was a really, really, really great conversation. Uh, it, It was interesting because... Uh, Apache is not the Apache Foundation. You know, we're not talking about licensing and web servers here. Sure. Uh, Apache is an oil and exploration company. Uh, they're a U.S.-based, uh, you know, natural petroleum uh, exploration outfit, and their IT operation is all centered around seismic data uh, and big data science to go find these natural resources. Now, these are the guys that say. You know, let there, there's oil here. There's natural gas there. Let's go put a you know a two inch bit down there and try to get at it. And and one of the interesting things that that, that happened when we were sitting down going through this conversation, you know, the the topic of the panel was actually you know Flash in the enterprise and, and how Flash changes things. Okay. And 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 the tie in there was you know the uh, the Apache uh, team has recently uh, implemented some, some uh, all-flash FAS and, and I believe in some EF560 uh, and, and has dramatically decreased the amount of time that it takes for them to get to that valuable data. But more interestingly, or at least what I thought was more interesting, was the fact that a lot of this data is not new. It is old. It, it's, it's seismic data that they captured you know, six, seven, eight years ago. Uh-huh. Um, but what's happened is the technology used to extract these resources from the planet has advanced. And, and you know, they touched on that. You know, there was a time when 
know, you'll hear it in the interview, but, but over the years, the, the techniques for drilling have changed. And, and as a result, the types of pockets that, that they're looking for have completely flipped. You know, the type of pocket that they would have been targeting in 2008 is now not even on their list. But since you know, they had that data, uh, they can, and they have more technology now to do analytics, that's, like the, that's, that's the whole promise of collecting data now, right, for the future, because you just never know when you, what you're going to use that data, you know, the analytics of that data. It could be something totally different like 20 years from now. Well, exactly, and, and, and the value for their organization comes in at the data management layer because you know, they're, they're, they're dealing in petabyte scale, right? Uh, petabyte scale a- across the board, just massive, massive data sets. Uh, and, and they don't know what tomorrow is going to look like. Right. You know, today they're using, you know, massive uh, uh, compute farms, all GPU offload. Uh, you know, this is the hardcore grid uh, oil and gas type, type deployments where, where, where you're crunching through the seismic data using GPUs instead of CPUs because it's that intensive. Yeah. That technology didn't exist, you know, six, seven years ago when they started. So the important thing for them is flexibility. They don't know where they're going to be building their, their compute farm in three years because they're at the bleeding edge of the sword. So when part of the, the, their assessment of a platform comes down to what's the operational overhead. You know, in, in, in their case, they're running, I think... Uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and listen to the interview and let's dive in. I, I, I could damn near recap the whole thing because I found it that, that, that exciting. But we better just kick to it and, and let the listeners listen. All right. Take a listen. Joining us now on the Tech on Tap podcast here live from the Inside 2015 show floor is Bradley Lawrenson, Director of Exploration Applications at Apache. Bradley, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. We're here. It's, it's the last day of Inside. It's a little bit of... Uh, 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 excitement and also a little bit of remorse. Yes. You know, there, there was a long <laughs> ramp for us getting to this point in time, but but uh, it's been an absolutely fabulous show. How's the show been for you so far? It's been awesome. It's been great all the way. Fantastic. Uh, and of course, sitting next to, to Bradley and joining us today is our very own Lee Caswell, <laughs> Vice President of Product Solutions Marketing here at NetApp. Lee, how are you doing today? I'm great. It's really good to be here. Thanks for having us. Out, out, thanks for joining us. That, this <laughs> yeah. is an honor to, to have you on the show. Well, and it's it's a special day for you today too, Lee. I, uh, I know. I heard you a know, ago. I, my LinkedIn profile show, showed up and said, "Your one-year anniversary with NetApp is today." So get that right. So uh, you know, and watching what we've done over the last year, I mean, super exciting, really fun. Yeah, I, I don't. You you were you were so close. If you had just started one day later, you could be twinsies. Yesterday, two two years yesterday. Two years yesterday. So no, how how has the last year been? I know we've made tremendous strides in the last so year. When so when I came in, right, I I went to the first insight and heard the data fabric. Like, wow, that sounds cool. What is it? <laughs> and yeah. so we started talking about, you know, how we're going to go and integrate your data, where you want it at the right time, efficient transport, right, common, consistent format. Um, but, you know, a lot of that was conceptual, yeah. not in practice. And if you look at what we've done over a year, right, so the all-flash FAS, for example, was just brand new last year. Now that integrated flash disk cloud blocks files all under common management structure. Um, along with cloud on tap, right? All the things that we've. I mean, what does it mean for you? Uh, you know, when you think about the data fabric, how does that change for you from a, in a year? It's changed a lot, and it's been something that we've looked for uh, solutions of. And it's you know that's the way for us to try to get into the cloud. Large files. Right. How do we manage it? How do we back it up? How do we get in and out? 
This is now going to be the solution to help us do that. And so, I, I just I just want to be clear real quick that the you work with Apache, but we're not talking about the Apache Foundation. A, Apache is an oil and, gla and gas exploration company. Yes, independent oil and gas exploration company out of Houston. Yeah, so fantastic. And I, I think it's also important to point out that you guys have some massive data requirements. Oh God, yes. yes. I mean, I, I think the number you said uh, just a minute ago when you were on camera was something like 25 petabytes. Yes. I mean, that's that's impressive. Yes. <laughs> and and like I said earlier too, um, we we manage that with the number of admins I can count on one hand, um, and NetApp has really helped us be able to do that. Yeah, that 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 is incredibly important. That's one of those things that I personally uh, continue to push in, you know, my day-to-day -day job inside NetApp as we build these products and develop solutions. That that ratio is super important. Yes. And it's the difference between success and failure in a lot of instances. And if you can't uh, provide the the tool set and and the hooks to 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 fulfill that fan out management model, ultimately customers will be successful up to a point, and then they'll have to re-architect and redesign. Uh, I'm really proud of, of what we've been able to build here uh, because we, we can give you that real smooth ramp and for the most part there is no complexity and there are no concerns. Yeah. You know, the buckets are big enough that you just don't have to think about it. You've actually managed to grow to a size where you do need more than one bucket, <laughs> but 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 it's still well, a very interesting points instance. I thought about how like how much time you spend on backup or not, right? And with NetApp. Right. And you know, today we we do no more tape backup. We are all snap vault, snap mirror uh, to a remote site with NetApp and we don't think about it anymore. So how do you think about integrating Flash in an environment like that, right? I mean, does that, you know, trying to now get the performance workloads, right, and databases in here. So how, how, what's your thought process now about thinking, hey, I could go and can, I could insert that kind of more seamlessly, right? So right. not a brand new storage silo. Right, words. and that's exactly what we've been asking for and looking for. And we've tried flat Flash and other scenarios in servers and workstations, and it can provide that bump, but the administration goes way up. It's off of a whack, right? right? Yeah. yeah. And how do we uh -huh. how do we protect it? Security yeah. is another issue, you know, that sure, we hadn't absolutely. talked about, but securing data. When we can put that all in a central data center, centralized, we can manage it, we can secure it, we can back it up, you know, all those things come like together. Sounds like for you, Flash is just another media type thing. Right? It is, you yeah. know, and we'll just throw it in the mix and, and now we can just perform that much better. And as we centralize things more, the performance, the demand for performance is going to go up. Right. And Flash is going to help us meet. I got a question for our tech. So at the show, we announced a three times performance guarantee. And most of the tech guys are like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> seriously? That's it? That's it? Right? Like, come on, really? Like, bring it on. Like, because, you know, we're seeing like 20 times improvement in SQL transactions. But, you know, the idea was to get people thinking about us as a performance destination, right? So what does it mean to you if I say, hey, we're going to give you a three times performance guarantee if you move to like an, an AFF product today? No, that's a big guarantee. That's a big reward because we're seeing, um, when we start looking at doing remote graphics and, and sending that across, we got to centralize things in a data center and really compute, a lot of GPU, all of that. We're hitting spindle limits on spinning disks, so yeah. we are pushing the limit of what a spinning disk can give us. Right. So now you're telling me I'm a guarantee three times faster. That, bring it on. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Game on, <laughs> Bradley. What what is that 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 introduction of Flash into the architecture actually meant to 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 the business that you run? What what has this manifested itself in, in actual tangible capabilities that, that that you're using today? 
I mean, really, it's efficiency and being able to do more with less, again, but across the board, even from a software standpoint. When we get in the you know, scientist side of things, yeah. geologist side of things, for them to be able to do more with less as well. You know, we've used Flash since the beginning, you know, Flash Cache. You know, we've used every piece of this I along the way. I love that you know that that's the right way to think about it. I love that. <laughs> and cards. it's just a, yeah, Pam card, that's what it was called yeah, in the right. beginning. Exactly. But, but, and, um, if, you, if you go back to that, that point in time in 2008, that was the most cost effective way for us right. to provide flash in an environment. Right. It was ridiculous to try to do it any other way. Right. It was too expensive. And now it's just evolved. And Absolutely. we just follow that evolution. Yeah, we've, we've sort of had, or accidentally had this theme where you know, we're really talking to customers and, and everybody has said, you know, IT is there to enable the business, right? IT is there to make the business, help the business do, well, what it does better, right? right. Whether it's making money, whether that's finding oil and gas, whether it's, you know, healthcare, helping people get, get better. There's been this, I don't want to say revolution, but there's been this revelation that IT doesn't exist for the sake of IT. Exactly. Um, you know, yeah. and, and I think that that's, that's hugely important. And the things that you're doing, right, enabling, as you just said, enabling the scientists to do what they need to do faster, Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. And especially, you know, it's important right now, you know, with the, the oil market the way that it is and the price of oil dropping, you know, things get much more competitive for us and efficiency is, is the name of the game now. How can we be more efficient with less? And, you know, we, we've got to look how to enable the business as IT how do we enable them to do more with less at a better price point? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you, you, you were sharing earlier, uh, and, and I want to I get you to repeat it if I can for the <laughs> podcast listeners at home, um, that you, know, you're, you, you work and live in a very volatile market, and, and you have this massive, massive investment in seismic data that, that uh, your scientists use to actually locate these natural resources where they mm -hmm. exist. But the technology that's used to extract that is, is actually pretty volatile. It and, is. And it, and it completely changes what you're looking for and how you're looking for it. Can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, you know, and we were talking about how things change and, you know, well, you know, years ago we're drilling a hole straight down in the ground and that's all we can do. Now today <laughs> we, can, we can make it turn and drill horizontal and then bust that up so we can get more out of it. You know, the other side was, you know, in the past you always looked at look for sand. Yeah. Where, where, where can I find a sand that's trapped with hydro hydrocarbons? Today we pass those up and now it's shale. You know, shale before was, we didn't want it. Um, so the market has taken a completely 180 degree turn and things that were undesirable before are now with the prizes that you're looking for. The, the reason I love the, that particular example so much is it's, I think that's a very uh, concrete uh, example that, that the listeners can connect to, but 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 it's a case where this is why this explosion in data is occurring, and this right. is why we, quite frankly, this is why we believe that data management is the paradigm. That is the problem set. That's the mountain that needs to be climbed, because as this as technology is advancing, it's impossible for IT operations to predict what the business is actually going to require. So the only thing you can do, in my opinion is to just be as flexible as possible and ensure that you, you never find yourself in that Hotel California scenario. Exactly, and it's enabling the business. Absolutely. Um, and then when, when the technology advances and changes, you're ready to move, and you're the first to move at that point. And that's how you win. Yep. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate you taking an extra few minutes uh, here at, at the uh, Tech on Tap Live stage and uh, you know sharing your conversation with the listeners. Um, for our listeners, be sure to check out the video as well. These guys are fantastic. It was a great conversation.
Thank so thank you again, gentlemen. Always great to be with you guys. Thanks. Yep. Thanks yep. a lot. Man, that was good. Uh, man, 25 petabytes and managing that with a handful of administrators. <laughs> that, that's what I'm talking about, you know. But this is why, you know, Dan Isaacs and, and, and the other uh, Flash team here at NetApp are, are sitting there besides themselves with some of these alternate products in market that, that are essentially siloed-based solutions. Yeah. Honestly, the NetApp team is, is a little bit besides themselves, not quite getting how some customers are looking at these solutions going, oh, yeah, that's totally an option. You know, yeah, yeah, totally. We'll stand up six different platforms and, and we'll have dedicated admin teams for each because, you know, this thing has this one little corner feature that'll give me an extra like 0.2% efficiency. It's just, I don't get it, right? You, I, I don't think they're taking into account the total lifecycle cost of, of that, that day-to-day management. Uh, and, and, I, and I think gentlemen such as Bradley, you know, really kind of help tell the story for us, right? Because here's an, an example of a, a wildly successful IT operation that is matching the needs of the business and is excelling. And part of the reason that he's excelling is because he's taking into account that that operational overhead and, and looking at a holistic data lifecycle. Yep, well said, well said. All right, well, that is going to do it for the two interviews that we had today. That is going to do it for the NetApp Insight 2015 in Vegas week. I am ready to call this thing a wrap. Glenn, any, any closing words? Uh, just that we are less than 30 days from Insight Berlin. I know. <laughs> I need to refresh, I need to go hug my family, and then I need to look at all the feedback that I received from both my sessions and the podcast, and then I'm ready to do it again, man. Yeah, me too, buddy. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, so for those of you that didn't make it to uh, Insight uh, in Vegas, hopefully we'll see you in Berlin. Either way, listen to us on the podcast at techontappodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast at either iTunes or SoundCloud at techontap. You can find us on Twitter at NetApp. And until next week, bye for now. So uh, are we gambling? Because I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. You buy it, I'm Hawaiian. Let's do it. I'll take you to the casino. <laughs> okay, okay. I, 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 I don't gamble, but, but you can gamble. I'll, I'll sit there and drink. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, they do give you free drinks if you if you gamble. So we'll have to at least gamble a little bit. All right, let's go find a party, buddy. Oh yeah. Getting off on this. Oh, yeah. Understand, we're, we're, we're recording. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. We're going to leave in two seconds. <laughs> it looks like we're getting kicked out, Glenn. Yeah, tell me about it. All right.